Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Coulter, obviously, if people are traveling, you got to have them stay somewhere else, not with you. That's true even when COVID isn't going on, and especially now. So you send them out to the Wingate. We know that. That's obvious. What you might not know is about all the meeting space they have out there, convention space, and even personal office space, because God knows I can't stand being with you any much longer. I'm going out there. I'm going to lock up my own personal office at the Wingate. You can do the same thing. If you need a business space, whether it's for yourself personally or or you're just tired of doing Zoom meetings, you just want to see other humans, but you want to be socially distanced, the Wingate has great business meeting rooms. You can space out. They have all the hookups and technology you're going to need for any sort of meeting or presentation. Or if you're like Ryan, you just want to have a place where you can work in peace and quiet, the Wingate Inn also a great option for those that live and work around Western Montana and the city of Missoula. If you have anybody coming through town or you want to get your kids out of the house, Wingate also has awesome rooms, great business rates. The pool is back open. They've done a great job of making sure that's be safe for you and your family. The Wingate Inn, located in Missoula, it's an excellent option for business travelers, local business people, or anybody coming through the city of Missoula. Let the Wingate Inn make you feel at home even when you're not. Special January promo going on by the Wingate by Wyndham right now as well. If you stay two nights in January of 2021, you get a free growler and a fill card for Big Sky Brewing. Big Sky Brewing just right across the way from the Wingate. So if you book, all you got to do is book through the hotel directly. Google Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula, limited to one freebie per customer, but stay two nights, January 2021, free growler and fill card from Big Sky Brewing, and tell them Nuanas Now sent you. Welcome back, Nuanas Now. Welcome to the 5 o'clock hour. Hopefully you're off work, on your way, driving home from work. Hopefully we can provide some awesome sports talk for you. I am Coulter Nuanez broadcasting to you from the ESPN Missoula stations here at Missoula Broadcasting Company in the beautiful Garden City. This will be your one-stop shop for all things sports and pop culture every single weekday around the Treasure State right here on 1029 ESPN Missoula. 
as well as statewide on SWX Montana Television and around the planet Earth on both our YouTube channel and the live stream. The live stream presented by Opportunity Bank of Montana. Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity to find the live stream. Just hit up 1029ESPN.com and click on Listen Live. It's that easy. You can find this show and all the other great shows on ESPN Radio 24 hours a day, seven days a week right there on the Listen Live tab. If you want to get a hold of us, give us a call, 361-3688. That's 361-3688. If you missed anything in the first hour, you can check it out on the podcast. The podcast is proudly presented by Blackfoot Communications, as well as the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel. Wingate's having a great January promo, by the way. Stay two nights in January of 2021. You're going to get a free growler and a fill card from Big Sky Brewing. Limited offer to one freebie per customer, and you must book through the hotel directly. But if you are making your way through town, book two nights at the Wingate by Wyndham, and you're going to get a free growler and some free beer inside of it. Just tell them. Nuanas now sent you. It's time now for our Coach's Corner, presented by Opportunity Bank of Montana. Caught up with Danny Sprinkle. We have a weekly interview with Coach Sprinkle. Danny Sprinkle's team, finally kicking off Big Sky Conference play tonight. They've only played six games this whole year. Only four of them have been against Division I opponents, and they've had 16-day breaks between Division I games twice. The first one, it was sort of planned between uh, their December 2nd game against Pacific and their December 18th game at Washington State. They had a game against Yellowstone Christian College in between that, but they basically had what Danny Sprinkle called training camp, try to get it, run his guys into shape, hopefully get past all of their quarantines that they incurred during the late summer and early fall. So that one was planned, but then they got smacked at Wazoo, and then they lost a close one at Portland, and then they were supposed to have a couple of Big Sky Conference games last week after the break, but they did not get those in because Southern Utah – Positive tests, couldn't make uh, the trip. And so now Montana State, again, 16 more days since their last Division I game. But they do play at Northern Colorado tonight. Northern Colorado's got nine games under their belt, including four in Big Sky Conference play. The Bears are 2-2 two and two in league play. They split with Idaho State in the opening weekend, and then they split with Montana this past weekend. On Saturday in Missoula, the Bears emerged with a 64-62 win. Bodie Hume with a shot with one second to play to lift Northern Colorado out of the win. And then on Monday, it was the opposite result. Josh Bannon buried a 15-footer to lift Montana to their first conference victory. So only three teams in the league have gotten all four conference games in. It's been uh, Idaho, Montana, and Northern Colorado. So it is a big advantage, and Danny Sprinkle talked about that with me earlier this week. Here's our Coach's Corner featuring Montana State head men's basketball coach Danny Sprinkle. Well, we go now to the Rangich Brothers RV phone line. Welcome in Montana State second-year head coach Danny Sprinkle, his weekly appearance. Coach, we always appreciate you taking some time. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you guys, man. Always great to be on this show. This is my, one of my favorite parts of every week. Well, that's great. We, we love being a good part of people's weeks, and hopefully your team gets to play some basketball this week. It's been uh, a crazy, sporadic season. Everybody's had to deal with cancellations. It's been very interesting, though, because the way your guys' schedule set up, you guys have only actually had to incur the cancellation from last weekend against Southern Utah, but the fact was that the Bobcats were slated to open Big Sky Conference play last weekend way after everybody else in the league had already played conference games. And so now here you are, Coach, with a 16-day gap between Division I games in December, which I know was part of the plan, 
and now another 16 days between your last Division One outing on December 22nd against Portland and this upcoming two-week, uh, two-game slate this weekend against Northern Colorado. So what's it been like just trying to keep your team engaged and, and keep their heads above water here with such long breaks between Division One action? Yeah, you know, I mean, we were really lucky that, you know, that Montana Western came and played us, and, they, you know, they were able to do that um, just to give us something other than just practicing practicing against each other. Um, you know, I mean, it was – our guys were pretty disappointed when the when the Southern Utah game got canceled, and uh, so that's why we obviously got on the phones and tried to get some, you know, scheduling-wise and, and, uh, and got Montana Western, uh, which was great, you know, just to, just to play you know, to get out there and compete against somebody else. But it's been, uh, it's been hard. You know, it, it really has. I mean, it seems like, it seems like the UNLV game was two years ago. It seems like Pacific was a year ago. Like, right. There, there, there's such a big gap between games. You know, it's hard to, it's hard to really get into a flow with your team and kind of really find out what they can do. And, you know, and I feel bad for some of the players too, because, you know, you can't play everybody. You know, it, it's hard to play more than eight guys. But, you know, we're still kind of scrambling and playing, you know, 11, 12 guys to give guys an opportunity to see what they can do. When you are when you do have a team with with nine new faces like you do, and there's an element of position battles, you know, guys battling for spots and rotations, I know that this is a completely atypical year, but is, is there a deadline, so to speak, to try to figure out you know, who's going to play what minutes where, or you, or you just have to let this play out and try to get as many games as you can under your belt before you start making those decisions? Yeah, I mean, I wish I had an answer for you. I, usually you like to have it done before conference. Um, you know, in our you – know, we've only played four Division One games. And so, you know, I mean, that's kind of where I, I put the majority of my stock in what our guys have done so far is in the Division One games. And – you know, four games isn't enough to, to really learn about everybody. Um, and so, you know, I mean, we're going to have to, we're going to have to play some more games and, you know, at some point, you know, I'm just going to have to make a guess that, you know, what I think is best for the program and we're going to have to go with those eight, nine guys tops because you don't want players looking over their shoulders. You don't want them thinking, okay, if, if I miss my first shot or turnover, I'm coming out of the game, you know, like, We've got to be able to let guys play through some stuff, but in order for us to do that, you know, we, we do have to cut down the rotation. Danny Sprinkle joining us, Montana State head men's basketball coach. And, Coach, do you take any solace in the fact that, one, this is a zero year, and, two, at the end of the day, everybody's just going to be fighting for what happens in March at the tournament? And, and you already know that no matter what, as long as you get the games that you need to get in, you're going to get into the tournament? Um, I mean, yeah, but I mean, that's kind of every year in our league, it comes down to the tournament. Sure. Um, but like, you know, like you said, the zero year, I don't even, I don't think like that. Right. Um, because if we're lining up against somebody else, it's, it's a competition and there's no zero years involved when you're trying to win a game to me. Um, you know, and, and, you know, it's something that, you know, I know everybody's looking on the ticker after the game and all they see is if Montana State won or not. And people don't they don't even know if half your team's quarantined or not. All they see is the bottom thing on the ticker that says you won or you lost. And fans are still judging you by that too. And uh, you know, it's I mean you another guy at Northern Illinois just got let go yesterday. 
You know, I, mean, I think he just got fired yesterday because they're one and seven this year. You know, I don't know the background of that, but what I do know is it's a hard year, and I think it's, you know, pretty unfair if they're just judging him by his record, you know, to let him go. But you're seeing it in college football too. So, you know, everybody can say it's a zero year, but like we're we're still being evaluated, you know, as players and as coaches. Well, I know the evaluation for your team continues, and I know you probably don't know the definitive answer to this question, but at this point, as you guys now at least finally and hopefully enter Big Sky Conference play this weekend with games against Northern Colorado on both Thursday and Saturday, what do you hope are the strengths of this team as you finally get Big Sky Conference play kicked off? You know, I think I hope I hope our strength is still on defense. You know, I think in the Division One games, we've we've defended pretty well. Knock on wood. Um, you know, now we haven't rebounded at the uh, at the capacity that we need to, to to win some of those games, especially the Pacific and Portland game. Um, but you know, for the most part, I think our identity needs to be on defense until our offense kind of comes gets a little better, which I think it will. The more games we play. And once we kind of do shrink that rotation, like we talked about, you know, I think our offense will get a little better then. But until that point, you know, we have to we have to defend at a high level, and we gotta we gotta continue to to improve rebounding wise. Northern Colorado, a team that I was able to see up close and personal twice, and it was uh, it was an interesting experience all on its own, sitting in the corner of Dahlberg Arena all by myself, nobody to talk to, nobody to even watch yeah. the game with. But it was very interesting to watch Northern Colorado because a first-year head coach and Steve Smiley, but a guy who's been with the program for quite some time, and a guy who came right after Jeff Linder, who's now at Wyoming. And to me, watching the Bears it seemed like systematically at least they are very similar to what they have been the last couple of years. Overall, what's just your overall scout of Northern Colorado as you prepare for that matchup this weekend? Yeah, they're, I mean, they're almost identical, uh, especially offensively. You know, they, they do a really good job putting pressure on you and they, they do a great job with their spacing and their ball movement and they, they create shots. Um, you know, they always have shooters all over the floor, so they're very dangerous. Um, and then they always have the one five man who, comes and sets screens and rolls and you know you have to tag when he rolls and now you're leaving a shooter open on the backside and they do a great job of finding that guy uh and trying to exploit you defensively with their you know with their offense um you know it's one of those like they they do as good a job in the league as taking away your three-point attempt yep and so i mean you look at all their box scores i mean it's it's crazy teams are like one for five against them or you know, three for 11, you know, so they, they do a really good job limiting, you know, your three point attempts and then they try to make more threes. And so they, they try to make that their advantage. Um, they want to outscore you from the three point line and they feel like you can't make enough twos to beat them. Um, which they've been really successful doing that the last three years. And so, you know, that our, our scout on them is, you know, you know, we have to do a great job and be efficient offensively and, when we do get the ball in the paint, like we got to score, we got to score so we can get back, set our defense. And then, you know, we have to kind of limit some possessions too, but you can't get into a shootout with them. And I thought, you know, Montana did a good job of that both games. Like it, it was a pretty low scoring game and they didn't allow Northern Colorado to get those runs where they're making two, three, four threes in a row, because that's when, that's when Northern Colorado can really, you know, kind of open up the games. And, uh, you know, as long as we, you know, don't let them get on their runs, 
you know, and, and, and rebound, like we've mentioned before, you know, I think it'll be a pretty good game. In three seasons under Jeff Flynn in Northern Colorado, ranked top three in the entire Division One basketball in three-point attempts allowed. So that is absolutely the strategy. They want to make more threes yeah. than their opponent. But, Coach, Northern Colorado now has played four conference games. They split with Idaho State. They split with Montana in Missoula. Your team now still finally maybe getting a chance to open Big Sky Conference play. But the fact that you guys haven't seen conference competition and you have so many guys on your roster – that have never even played in a Big Sky Conference game. What sort of advantage is it for Northern Colorado to have these four conference games under their belt? Yeah, I mean, it, it's a huge advantage because they do have some experienced guys anyways, but they've played as many conference games as we have Division One games all year, you know, which which is an advantage. You know, they know a little more about their team than we do. Um, you know, and that's – it's not like they did it on purpose or we did it on – that's just – hey, that's just the COVID world. And – uh you know, there's really no excuse for us. Like, we have to go. We have to go and compete. We know what we have to do to be successful. Uh, but it, it is a it is a huge advantage for all those teams that have played a lot of conference games because conference games are different from a scouting perspective, um, from players, you know, players know each other. You know, there, there's a whole gamut of, you know, it, it, it's a different deal once you get to this conference and conference play. Well, Coach, we are hoping and praying for you that this is finally the weekend that Montana State gets to open. Big Sky Conference play will send good vibes your way. Montana State at Northern Colorado Thursday and Saturday. It's a 6.30 tip on Thursday evening and then a noon tip on Saturday afternoon. You can find both those games on both the Bobcat Radio Network as well as on Pluto TV. Coach, we appreciate you joining us each and every week, and uh, we really hope next week we're talking about a couple Big Sky Conference games for the Bobcats. No doubt, man. Appreciate you. And if, if the games do get canceled this weekend, I'm not talking to you next week because that will be the second week in a row that we've <laughs> had these conversations. So it might, you might be the one jinxing us. We play, so. But no, man, I appreciate you. Thanks for having me on. Wouldn't be the first time somebody told me I was bad luck, but also wouldn't be the first time somebody told me I was good luck as well. Danny Sprinkle, head coach for the Montana State Bobcats, his team taking on Northern Colorado tonight, the last Big Sky Conference team to open their season. It is a disadvantage, man, not having played a game when a lot of the teams, well, not a lot, but several of the teams in the league have only played or have already played four. Need to get 10 in. There's 20 on the schedule. Need to get 10 in to go to the tournament. There's already been so many cancellations, and uh, there's no plan or even allowance to have reschedulings. We'll see where we get by the time Boise rolls around the Big Sky Tournament scheduled for the second week of March in Boise, Idaho. It is Nuanas now, 1029 ESPN Missoula, statewide SWX Montana Television. More Big Sky Conference hoops with Brooks Nuanas, SkylineSportsMT.com. We're going to discuss just all the specific reasons why maybe the men's league is a little bit down compared to what it has been in recent years. And you know what? A lot of it has to do with the changing in the coaching ranks. Brooks Nuanas with me, Coulter Nuanas. It's double time Nuanas now, right after this.
Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications. Connect to more. Welcome back. Nuanez Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula. I am Coulter Nuanez broadcasting to you on those fine airwaves from the ESPN Missoula studio here in the fine Garden City. As my guy Dan Levertard used to say, we got to pay some bills. No, but for real, you might have to uh, pay some bills, and probably you're doing that by operating a business. We all live in this great state so we can enjoy it, and if you're a business owner, you know how hard you work sometimes at the expense of your own free time. I promise you, I know that full well, but it's worth it every second of it, I promise you as well. That's where Black Bookkeeping and Consulting Services come in. Black Bookkeeping and Consulting Services, a virtual bookkeeper that helps small businesses organize, maintain, and grow, which helps keep your business running smoothly and gives you more time to do what you love. Right now, receive 50% off cleaning up your 2020 books. If you sign up by January 31st, visit blackbookkeeping.com to schedule your free consolation today. Speaking of uh, private business, or I guess, as it were, small business, my, those of you that follow the show, you know that my brother Brooks Nuanas and I, we have been in business together for uh, quite a while now. Skyline Sports MT, a certified business as of 2014. So we've been working on our multimedia website for quite some time, providing the best and most in-depth co- uh, coverage of Big Sky Conference athletics, particularly the Montana schools, Montana State and Montana. And uh, Brooks and I have also developed the Big Sky Breakdown podcast, which is the longest standing sports podcast in the state of Montana. I've been doing that since 2012, and uh, we're really proud of that one as well. New Big Sky Breakdown up right now at SkylineSportsMT.com. And as we look around the Big Sky Conference, Brooks was kind enough to join me. A little conversation from earlier this week about all things basketball in the Big Sky Conference. Brooks Nuanas, SkylineSportsMT.com, joining us on Nuanas Now. It's double time, Nuanas Now. Go now to the Rankage Brothers RV phone line and welcome in Brooks Nuanez to Nuanez now. So I guess that means it's a double Nuanez now. We're going to be breaking down some Big Sky Conference hoops on both the men's and women's sides. And you know what? Because we love shameless self-promotion. We're now the Big Sky presented by Skyline Sports. SkylineSportsMT.com. Skyline Sports every day, every season. We'll have all sorts of basketball content for you. We're also rolling out a new series here. So stay tuned with that. Uh, just about memorable Big Sky figures from across all sporting landscapes. And, Brooks, it's been a while since you've been on the show, but uh, how you doing, my man? What's going on? It has been a little while. I'm really glad to be here. It's the first time with just you and I. No Gus. While I miss him, I'm happy that you're still around. It's an opportunity to get on the Zillow's radio station. Before we get into breaking down the actual sporting aspect of this, we've had a variety of media guys on this show over in recent weeks talking about just their own personal experiences covering sports as it stands right now. But we haven't had any photographers. You're the primary photographer at Skyline Sports. I know you've been able to make it down to Brick Breeding Fieldhouse in Bozeman a couple times. 
to shoot some basketball games. I know you're still waiting to actually see Danny Sprinkle's team live and in person against a Division One team. Only got to catch up against Yellowstone Christian so far, uh, but you have had a chance to shoot the Bobcat women uh, once or twice. But just broadly, from a photographer perspective, what's it like? Because we've we've heard from myself, radio guys, writers, and TV guys, but from your angle, how much different is it? Yeah, it's a lot different. Um, the, the game experience is drastically different in a probably a negative way. You know, it's, it's really fun to sit on the court and, and the angle that you have is really unique. Um, the size of men's basketball and even Division One women's basketball, the size and strength, especially down low, is always impressive when you're 10 feet away from it. Uh, the angle that you get to shoot basketball at is really intimate and fun. Um, you know, basketball players generally don't have enough clothing on, so you get to see a lot of body movement and a lot of uh, muscle structure and a lot of different – you get to hear a lot of talking and a lot of the banter that's happening between coaches, especially in referees, coaches, and players. Um, so that's where I really get my biggest feel for the game. Um, it happens in football too, but in football I never have heard you know, very rarely a head coach talk to a ref or a head coach talk to his team even, um, occasionally on the bench situation. But in basketball you get to hear – word for word for the entire 40 minutes, um, exactly kind of what's going on in huddles, um, in timeouts during free throws. So there's a lot of, of intricacies that you pick up from that, which I'm missing out on this year uh, currently. So, you know, it's a bummer, but I have been to some games, and, and the setup is is functional while not optimal. Um, so I'm still excited to see some basketball, see some live sporting events. And um, there's been some pretty good energy from teams generally, um, you know, I think college kids thrive off of crowds a little bit more than what we see maybe the pro setting. You know, the NFL, the NBA, the product hasn't necessarily slipped because these guys are professional motivated by, by different things for different reasons. And I think that the college setting, it's, it's kind of important for that fan base to get behind players and you feed off that energy and those emotions. And so, you know, currently missing that aspect of it. We'll see how it, you know, it grows throughout the season. But I'm happy that games are at least happening in, in, in most capacities. Everybody keeps asking me, what's it like going to these games? And I tell them, it's not just the energy that provides the fun and the passion and all that, but I think that one of the, we would both agree, one of the best parts about covering sports, particularly at the Montana schools, is it's almost a guarantee you're going to see one guy or maybe a couple guys play above their head for at least a moment of the of the game because they're feeding off the crowd. They're feeding off the great environment. I mean, how many guys have played for the Montana Grizzlies basketball team, for example? Or I mean, the Lady Grizz are probably the greatest example of it ever. They've had young ladies that have played far beyond their natural capabilities because of the crowd and the support and everything like that. So I think it does. It, it, it impedes the level that a lot of players can get to. It, like The game on Monday was so bizarre. A 9 a.m. tip in an empty Dahlberg arena, it was almost like watching a loser-out AAU game, except for you realize this is a Division One conference basketball game. It's so true. It did feel like an AAU game. It's like in the auxiliary gym. Um, it's not in like the main three courts. It's in that side court. It may even be like a busted rim, and everything's bad. It's cold. Nothing. There's no, like, you know, a lot of times I've noticed in basketball arenas, it gets pretty warm because people are inside. It's a winter sport, so everyone comes in with their jackets on, and, and they're standing up, sitting down, getting popcorn, eating hot dogs, all within this enclosed environment. It gets generally pretty warm. Uh, but these games have kind of been like this cold concrete feel, uh, which is it's definitely different. Before we start uh, looking a little bit into the uh, detailed 
breakdown of the league. And we will start and, and end probably with Montana and Montana State since those are the teams we've seen the most, or at least we cover the most. We haven't seen Montana State hardly at all in recent weeks. Um, but, Brooks, the overall landscape of the league has changed so much, particularly on the men's side. On the women's side, you see a lot of stability in the coaching ranks, and I think that that's directly correlated then to some of the top programs. Uh, to me, it's no surprise that Idaho Idaho State are among the favorites when they both have coaches that have been there for more than 10 years. You look at Trisha Binford in her 16th season at Montana State and Eastern Washington head coach Wendy Schuler. She's in year 20 uh, at Eastern Washington. I know Lori Payne is kind of the, out, the outsider in terms of being new to the league in year four here at Northern Arizona, but you see a lot of stability across the league. On the men's side, though, we've seen a massive amount of turnover on the men's side. You, you sense that uh, high watermark, I, I would call that 2017-18 season the high watermark when guys like Michael Logine, Maude Rory for Montana, Tyler Hall, uh, for Montana State, when they were all juniors and there was some great seniors ahead of them and some great underclassmen behind them, that was kind of the peak of Big Sky Basketball, at least in the seven years you and I have covered this thing together. You know, that that year, I think the Big Sky was 10 games over 500 in the non-conference. They got their RPI uh, all the way up to, I believe, 13th. A lot of people thought that Montana got completely screwed by getting a 14 seed, uh, despite the league being so good, and Montana winning 16 league games that, that year. And, you know, uh, the Grizzlies also winning 26 overall games. But you look around the league, Shante Leggins, uh, in the, the beginnings of his career in Eastern Washington, he's done a good job replacing Jim Hayford. Idaho, since they fired Don Berlin, has definitely taken a significant step down. Idaho State, since they got rid of Bill Evans, definitely taken a significant step down. Montana State, year two under Danny Sprinkle. It seems like a good fit, but we don't see anybody as talented as Tyler Hall or Harold Frey out there yet, and that was one thing that Brian Fish did objectively very well was bring in really talented players. At Northern Arizona, I know Jack Murphy had a tough time uh, retaining talent, but he had, didn't have a tough time bringing in talent. And now, you know, NAU, they do have a, a dynamic guard in Cam Shelton, but we'll see if they can fill the ranks uh, like they have. Northern Colorado, an interesting one because they've had a couple different coaching changes in recent years from B.J. Hill to Jeff Linder and now to Steve Smiley. But UNC, uh, they what I watched on, on Saturday and Monday, they look like the exact same team. They don't have an Andre Spider or Jordan Davis. But the system remains the same, and that makes sense, given that Steve Smiley was an assistant under Jeff Linder there uh, for several different uh, for several seasons in a row before taking over as the head guy. Uh, Barrett Peary, he's a little bit more entrenched now at Portland State, and that style looks similar. Uh, Brian Katz is, is kind of like the the Don, along with Randy Ray at Weber State. Brian Katz, of course, at Sacramento State, uh, approaching his uh, second decade in the Big Sky Conference. But they look largely the same. And then Southern Utah now, Todd Simon, used to be kind of the new guy on the block now he's one of the more veteran coaches. And then, of course, you got Randy Ray at Weber State uh, moving into his 16th season there at the helm for the Wildcats. But, Brooks, what sort of influence do you think just the turnover in coaching has had? Because it seems as if uh, even though maybe the success wasn't there from a wins perspective, you had some pretty dynamic and really excellent recruiters at some of the middle-of-the-pack schools. And I just don't know if we necessarily have that uh, in the big sky, especially on the men's side right now. Yeah, and as you mentioned, there's a little bit of new blood, which is interesting because some of uh, the Big Sky's legacy has always been guys getting passed down through different coaching trees. I know Don Verlin was a part of, um, of uh, in Montana. He spent some time, I, I believe, in Arizona. There's, there's guys that have been around um, that 
with some new blood, you, you'll start to see different recruiting styles. Guys are looking for different pieces that maybe aren't necessarily what we're used to seeing in the big sky. Um, I think that it kind of goes hand in hand with how much is the coaching turnover affecting recruiting as well as, as um, team play as much as the transfer rules and those kind of things changing across college sports in general with the ability to come and go from programs in a much easier way. And um, I think that, that we're starting to definitely feel the first, a first, the first generation of, of that, that new transfer rule that makes it super easy to, to be fluid within any program at any level in many ways. Uh, we're, we're starting to see that first generation, that first four years kind of be now implemented into the history of the big sky. Um, so you start to see that transfers come and go. So, you know, I, I know that um, Cameron Sat or is it Cam Satwater for Montana? Cam Satterwhite. Uh, Northern yep. Arizona. Yep. Yeah, came from Northern Arizona and and already left Montana. You know, played was a part of two weeks of actual regular season basketball, which is really unique. And you start to see that I think across the board, the junior college transfers as well as drop downs or parallel transfers, it really starts to change the dynamic of the league when guys are coming and going a little bit. New coaching staff are starting to bring guys and lose guys, and I think that kind of creates a little bit of uncertainty in the league as far as uh, the product you get from you know night in night out. It's a great point. I mean, how much different would we have thought of the league last year and this year? Brooks Nuanas, by the way, joining us on the Rangish Brothers RV phone line. It's the Around the Big Sky segment. We'll be doing this most weeks probably. It's presented by Skyline Sports, SkylineSportsMT.com. And, I mean, it's so true, Brooks. If we looked around the league and Cameron Tyson was going to be a junior at Idaho instead of I don't even know where he ended up, but he, he was probably the runner-up for freshman of the year a couple years ago. If Boo Boo Woods was a senior point guard at Portland State, you know, if, if Isaac Bonton was at Montana State right now as a senior instead of ripping it up in the Pac-12, if Brandon Boyd was still at Idaho State or Novak Topolovic for, or, or Ballant Moxon. I mean, Idaho State had a bunch of guys that sort of left abruptly when when Bill Evans um, was not renewed there at Idaho State. Um, and it just goes on down the line. I mean, there's been, but the other thing is then we see this huge influx of transfers as well. But it seems as if those guys maybe uh, they don't have as easy of a time uh, acclimating. Right now in the league, when you look at just st- from a statistical standpoint, uh, pretty much everybody in the league has uh, at least one impact transfer. Isaiah Brown, the kid from Northwestern who's at Weber State, right now he's second in the league in scoring. He almost uh, went to Montana. He's a Seattle guy. I know that he had strong connections to the Montana coaching staff, but instead you know, he ends up at, at Weber State. Tavion Jones from Southern Utah, Illinois transfer. I know Danny Sprinkle had an inside track on him at Montana State, but they ended up not taking him, but he's averaging 18 points per game uh, there at, at, at Southern Utah. Uh, James Scott at Portland State, he's one of the leading scorers in the league. You know, Ahmed Adamu, a former junior college transfer guy. Jabril Bello, a former junior college transfer guy. Xavier Bishop, a former Division One transfer guy. All three of those guys at Montana State having an impact. And so it's actually kind of ironic that here we are with the preseason league favorite being Eastern Washington. And we'll see if they can get this thing back on track because Eastern, you know, they have hardly played any games. They've had almost all of their Big Sky Conference games canceled. And right now they're going to be in quarantine for uh, at least another week because of more positive tests. But it's kind of ironic because I think Eastern used to always be a team that had an impact transfer or two, and now they're the ones that are actually riding uh, with some of the, the four-year guys like Jacob Davidson and Kim Aiken and Tanner Groves uh, and, and even Ellis Magnuson as well, although he's had uh, some limited action this year uh, because of both injury and illness. But um, 
It's a great point because I think we would look at the league completely differently if we had, you know, senior guards like Boo Boo Woods and Brandon Boyd and, uh, you know, guys like that leading their squads right now. Yeah, absolutely. And I think a really big part of the, the, the fun part of what mid-major basketball is, is is that you do get those four-year guys and you do create these rivalries and league play is so dynamic and intense because these guys have been lining up against each other for, for, for many years, many games. Um, that part has definitely changed right now in the big sky. And I think that that's just, it's not, a, not necessarily a sign of the times. I think it's a little bit of just the pendulum swings back and forth. Um, I think that they're, the big sky is not out of that ability to create those rivalries and to create those long-term four-year guys. It's just like you mentioned with the new blood and coaching stuff. I think it's just kind of, a bunch of a bunch of different factors coming into one. It's not necessarily a perfect storm, but it is just a different time in the league. I think it, it might not last more than last year was a little bit like this, but we'll call this year and next year, um, you know, maybe a little bit of a different time in the Big Sky as far as those those traditional rivalries, those traditional, especially in the guard position. I always feel like there's just such good dynamic guard rivalries throughout the Big Sky. Um, this year, I think by the end of it, we'll see, you know, if, if those have been created, but. Um, and I think a lot of it starts with Montana, Montana State. You know, I think that we, we, we talk about starting and ending almost everything with them because they are the flagship programs. Um, as far as in men's basketball, Montana, Weber State, and Montana State has been there. You know, they've been close and they've had a lot of talent in the last five years. Um, but those two schools both have Montana starts a bunch of young guys, plays a, a couple transfers in the backcourt, or at least one in Cameron Parker. And the, the two young guards in, in Beasley and Whitney are both. Unique, dynamic, but but freshmen. They're they're brand new, and, and same with Montana State. You know the transfer, the junior college transfer from the uh, College of Idaho and Mike Hood, and like you mentioned with Amin Adamu, um, those guys are new to the league. Those guys are different players, and the the kid. Um, Forgive me for forgetting his last name from the Netherlands, um, who was a freshman guard for Montana State. Those kind of new that new blood the, the rivalry has not been able to be created yet so by the end of the year i think we'll see uh, montana montana state kind of create those things and be the leaders will um by conference play we'll be able to see what where, where, where those backcourts kind of play out what the rivalries look like which then leads us into the two montana schools because um i know that brian fish did bring in some some transfers but the program that largely was built on the four-year guys particularly the foundation of tyler hall and harold Frey, and montana under Travis DeKeer, he inherited a couple really good guys, particularly four-year guy like Jordan Gregory and also one of the best transfers to hit the league in the last decade or so in Martin Bruining. But then Travis DeKeer decided to kind of be, be on the forefront of this transfer phenomenon, adding guys like Ahmad Rory, uh, Donovan Dorsey, Jamara Coe, Kendall Manuel. And Montana was basically a Pac-12 light team for a couple years, and the the proof was in the pudding in far, as far as the results of those two squads, you know, back-to-back Big Sky championships, both regular season and tournament, and 52 total wins, you know, tie the school record two years in a row with 26 total wins each year, and they also spliced them in with some great four-year guys like Michael Ogine and Bobby Moorhead, of course, but now it seems as if it's completely reversed. Dave Sprinkle has tried to re- completely refortify this roster, and he has brought in some four-year guys, but mostly it's been uh, splicing in the ranks with transfers. And then Travis DeCure, while they are relying heavily on Michael Stedman, a transfer from San Jose State, 
most of the team is made up of freshmen and sophomores. Like against Northern Colorado down the stretch, they played uh, three freshmen and two sophomores in crunch time both games. And so it's been interesting to see sort of the roles reversed there. Um, but, Brooks, I know that uh, you haven't really got a chance to see the Bobcat men since that Yellowstone Christian game, which seems like it was a year ago. Uh, but the Montana men, I know you haven't seen them live and in person, but you have been checking them out on the live stream. What's your initial take on Travis DeCure's pretty young squad? Yeah, I think that that's probably the easiest way to describe it is they're, they're pretty darn young. Um, it's also a different style of team. Um, there's the last, I think Travis Takir's seven years, he's usually had a, not necessarily a dynamic, but a, a true big man that can, that can create. And last year was a little different, but a true big man um, that can, they kind of run inside out offense through. And this year, it's, it, the offense looks so different because they're, they don't have a ton of, of three-point shooters, though those guys are still young that could easily develop. Where the shots and what kind of shots they're looking to get is a little different this year because I think Michael Steven and Josh Bannon are both forwards that like to shoot it from the elbow. They're both 15- to 18-foot kind of guys, and you know, their inside game is a little bit different than what Montana's had in the last decade. Uh, the guard play looks similar to what Travis Shakir likes. I think he likes guys um, that, you know, Push the push the tempo, but get it into the half court. They're billing passers, and they're guys that uh, you know take shots when they're open, but usually are looking to to facilitate offense. Um, and you know, Travis Dekir runs a mix of offense with set plays. So there's a little bit of like a motion style offense as well as some set plays. You know, he's pretty he's pretty dynamic in running. I mean, he's a he's a coach that likes to have his hands on the game. So early on, it looks like that to me. It looks like Travis has a lot of control. It uh, looks like there's some, some lineups that are still trying to be kind of figured out. Uh, but the guard play is hard to miss as far as, like I mentioned, Parker, Beasley, Whitney, uh, Vasquez. There's some there's some guys that are young and that are playing with, with, with dynamic pace and that they're unique. They're unique pieces, especially for being young. Will they put it together this year? I think it's hard to say, but right now, some of their, you know, some of the lapses of, you know, not only lapses, losing such close games, three of the four Big Sky Conference games by a total of six points. I think those things come from just being a young team. And I, I don't necessarily think it's a, it's a fault of their own. Um, I think it might be actually good for them as, as you go down the season, having some of those close losses kind of to learn from. And you kind of have the feeling of what it takes to, to, to push yourself over the top, especially in conference play when it does get so tedious. This year is so different with the playing the same team on Thursday, Saturday. It's such a different dynamic. It's like these little mini-series that are so important to win one of those games. If you win the first one, you're playing with house money. If you lose the first one, especially at home, like the Grizz did this last week, then all of a sudden you're kind of in an urgency, this, like, pa- not panic mode, but there's a high level of urgency to get that second win on Saturday. Um, so I think for a young team, it's definitely a different model, and one that you know older guys and older coaches, experienced players and coaches, haven't dealt with. So for the, watching the young guys go through it, I think it'll be interesting to see how it develops over the season. He's Brooks Nuana, SkylineSportsMT.com. You can find all his great photography there. He's also helping out with some of the reporting elements of things as well. Montana State's supposed to open conference play this week. We hope they do. The women will be at home in Bozeman, the men on the road at Northern Colorado. Montana Grizzlies, they're off this week from Big Sky Conference play, but they do have a doubleheader on Saturday against Whitworth. The men going first, not ladies first this time. Men first at 2, and then the the ladies play. uh, Lady Grizz play at 7 p.m. against the Division III Pirates uh, from over there in Spokane. We'll be doing this pretty much every week, so uh, we'll we look forward to having you back again. But thanks so much for joining us today, Brooks. Absolutely. Thanks, Coulter. Good to talk, man. 
There you go, Brooks Nuwana, SkylineSportsMT.com. What if there was a place where you could walk in, get physical therapy, pay a fat, flat fee, and feel better? Well, there is. PhysioTrek, Missoula's only walk-in physical therapy office. PhysioTrek offers physical therapy on your time with a flat fee so you can feel better faster. No need for a referral from an insurance company. Just go to PhysioTrek.com, book your appointment, and feel better. You know you've been wanting to try dry needling or see if more specific stretches would help you, and you could do that now at PhysioTrek. Visit PhysioTrek, that's P-H-Y-S-I-O-T-R-E-K-K.com and book an in-client or telehealth appointment today. That's PhysioTrek.com, walk-in physical therapy. We're late. What else is new? John Casper, Grizz Greats, next. Coulter, obviously, if people are traveling, you got to have them stay somewhere else, not with you. That's true even when COVID isn't going on, and especially now. So you send them out to the Wingate. We know that. That's obvious. What you might not know is about all the meeting space they have out there, convention space, and even personal office space, because God knows I can't stand being with you any much longer. I'm going out there. I'm going to lock up my own personal office at the Wingate. You can do the same thing. If you need a business space, whether it's for yourself personally or you're just tired of doing Zoom meetings, you just want to see other humans, but you want to be socially distanced, the Wingate has great business meeting rooms. You can space out. They have all the hookups and technology you're going to need for any sort of meeting or presentation. Or if you're like Ryan and you just want to have a place where you can work in peace and quiet, the Wingate Inn also a great option for those that live and work around Western Montana and the city of Missoula. If you have anybody coming through town or you want to get your kids out of the house, Wingate also has awesome rooms, great business rates. The pool is back open. They've done a great job of making sure that's going to be safe for you and your family. The Wingate Inn, located in Missoula. It's an excellent option for business travelers, local business people, or anybody coming through the city of Missoula. Let the Wingate Inn make you feel at home even when you're not. Special January promo going on by the Wingate by Wyndham right now as well. If you stay two nights in January of 2021, you get a free growler and a fill card for Big Sky Brewing. Big Sky Brewing just right across the way from the Wingate. So if you book, all you got to do is book through the hotel directly Google Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula, limited to one free beaker per customer, but stay two nights, January 2021, free growler and fill card from Big Sky Brewing, and tell them Nuana's Now sent you. Hey, yo, I hold out for one more drink before I think. Nuana's Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula, statewide, SWX Montana Television. If you miss anything in the show, you can find it on the podcast Podcast available on all your podcast hosting apps, Spotify, iTunes, Apple Radio, all those things. Also available at 1029ESPN.com. All you got to do is click on the podcasting tab. We only got a couple minutes here. So what are we going to do? I don't know. We got about two minutes on the dot. So I guess we're going to save this, actually. We're going to save this for tomorrow. I didn't leave myself enough time. That's okay. Uh, But do go check out. Grizz Greats, the silver anniversary of the 1995 National Champions. It's a 25-part podcast series chronicling Montana's first-ever football national championship. The Grizzlies beat Marshall 22-20 to in the national championship game on December 16th of, 2000 and, or of 1995. Excuse me. So 2020, December 16, 2020 was the official 25th anniversary. A 25-part podcast series. We've released about 18 of them now. This week's episode features John Casper. Casper's a native of Montana. He uh, 
Went to Great Falls CMR High School with Dave Dickinson. Got a touchdown from Dave Dickinson once upon a time. And then John worked in the media for a long time. He's one of the great sports writers to come out of the state of Montana. Uh, he worked, started working the Missoulian when he was in college, covering that 95 team, and then he became the Missoulian beat writer, a position he served for seven or eight seasons, covered the 2001 National Championship team as well. And then he uh, got a job at the Big Sky Conference as an administrator, and now he is a senior associate commissioner, and he controls all the championships. He's the guy that plans the Big Sky Tournament, and other things like that. But John has a great uh, perspective when it comes to history and also what that 95 team did for the expectations then of the teams that he covered the beat for as well. And also a guy that's from Montana, so he knows a lot about the history of all of it too. So he was a student then, but also reporting on it. So he's got an angle from the student side, the reporter side, and then the beat writer side shortly after that 95 team and the influence they had. So go check out Grizz Greats, the silver anniversary of the 1995 National Championship team, presented proudly by Blackfoot Communications as well as First Security Bank in Missoula. Please subscribe, rate, review, all that good stuff. GrizzGreats.com. You can find every single Grizz Greats episode, so please go check it out. Happy Thursday. It's in the books about half an hour, about 35 minutes to be exact, till Montana State kicks off Big Sky Conference play at Northern Colorado for the men, and then the women are hosting Northern Colorado. So we'll have updates on the Bobcat action for you. The Grizz, they're off this week from Big Sky play, but they'll get back into action on Saturday. Tomorrow, Kyle Sample, former Missoulian and SkylineSportsMT.com sports writer, joining me in studio. We're going to talk about a variety of things, including the NBA. Jim O'Day is also going to stop by, former Montana Athletic Director. So keep it right here. Nuwana is now, 1029 ESPN Missoula, statewide SWX Montana Television. Have a good night. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.